got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Hello! Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking to the grown and sexy We gon' laugh, cut up and kick it And at the end we leave it with just to lift your spirits Make you wanna revisit Tell your friends, take a listen Young folks say it's lit Old folks say we dig it Can't no bitch do what you do Can't no bitch do what you do Can't no bitch do what I do Welcome to Laugh and Learn, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Flame Monroe, along with my partner, Lauren Hogan. This week, episode episode number, I don't know, 21, 22, 29, 34, whatever. Oh, that sounds like football. 21, 34, 69. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with a 69, y'all. 
So how was your week? I told you about the week was the week was good, Lauren. Uh, we got a gig. Thank you, Lauren Hogan. We got a, a new gig. I'm I'm grateful for that. Uh, so it started off this week has started off wonderfully. And yesterday was well, the week starts on Sunday. So yesterday I watched my show, which is P Valley, which I love. And I watched the show, which is back, which was also good. But I watched the BET Awards last night. Let's get to it. <laughs> I loved it. I got to tell you, I finally went home and watched it. I loved it. I think it was great. Like it wasn't a typical ghetto BET Awards. It was very it was done very, very well. I thoroughly. I, I watched it to see Taraji host because you know that's always my interest to see what the host gonna do. I thought she was pretty good. Uh, some of them outfits, no. Uh, and when we and since we're on clothes, because you know I love Taraji, but since we're on clothes, let's do clothes. You know who I thought was absolutely adorable, Lauren Marseille. Marseille Martin, yeah. I thought dressed age appropriate and it was cute it wasn't scandalous and she wasn't showing too much it was some cute dresses there but it was way more not cute dresses and outfits that it was cute ones yeah the fashion didn't really do it for me there was there was a handful i loved how marseille looked i loved chloe i loved the way hallie looked who else those were kind of like my favorites honestly it was those three but some of the some of the outfits were just a little hmm. But um, I thought that Mary, I thought Mary looked good, but Mary was walking up there to get that award like them shoes were stolen and she was tipping, baby. Them shoes was tearing her ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jasmine, I love Jasmine. Jasmine Sullivan was dressed nice. Uh, I liked her dress, her, her outfit. Uh, who else looked nice? Uh, oh, who else looked nice to me? Oh, I loved Kiki Palmer's dress, but you know who was so dapper to me and was so fly, Lauren? Was uh. Lena Waith. Lena Waith looked dapper. Lena Waith. Ooh, Lena Waith had turned me on. Um, yeah, I felt the same way about uh, Daniel Kalua. I thought his outfit was lovely. I, it looked really nice, especially when him and Kiki came up together. It looked really good. And Mariah Carey looks fabulous, too. Mimi made an appearance. Mariah snuck in on y'all at the BET Awards. Y'all know she a sister. She like brothers. Look, a lot of them like brothers. <laughs> Don't let me get me started. Huh? <laughs> Okay, so since we're doing fashion now, let's talk about the fashion. Uh, ooh, um, Billy Porter's outfit. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I think, I, I mean, in my opinion, I don't know this for a fact, I think he was going for androgyny, if I were to make an assumption. And I just, I didn't like it. It reminded me he of might like, have been going for androgyny, but whoever his stylist was and hung up his outfit on those wire hangers, the hanger was still in there. Let me just say that the hanger was still in the jacket. <laughs> yeah, I wanted him to do a little more blah blah boom. It was a little basic and then the shoulders, it just it didn't do it for me. So yeah, it was a huh? no for me for Billy. Huh? Huh? I don't the thing is huh? I an extended I don't mind that though. Like, if I don't mind an extended its shoulder, it doesn't bother me. But it just it didn't work yesterday. It didn't work. So them last four or five outfits ain't worked. It wasn't just yesterday. Don't blame that on yesterday. Yesterday ain't had nothing to do with that. Uh, let's keep it moving and let's talk about the fur boots and the hounds to a uh, mini dress. Uh, Saucy Santana. I didn't like the outfit. I really didn't. Um, and you know what, Lauren? What's so funny? I like his music. It's catchy. But that outfit mm -mm. and that performance for the pre-BET Wars, well, 
let me tell you something. You would have thought he had enough of shaking his hairy ass when he got shot in the ass at the strip club. Like Denzel Washington said in training that, ooh, he shot me in the ass. <laughs> well, I'm, am I, if I, when I, when I lie, stop me. When you find in the lie, stop me. Am I lying? I didn't, I didn't respond. I just, my mouth was left wide open. But um, the, I, I think the performance of what he did, that's become part of his brand. That's his signature. And I think it's fine for the girls. But the outfit, on the other hand, and I guess somebody saying that Law Roach styled him, I didn't, I didn't like the furry boots with the, it, it just, no, it didn't do it for me. So, but overall, I want to talk, I love Taraji's outfits, though. I can't believe you didn't like her outfit. Well, I did, no, no, no. There was only one dress that I was not uh, impressed by, and it was the black one with the cutouts in the front. It didn't flatter her body. It looked like a garbage bag on her. I disagree. I saw it. I thought it was so cute. And the fact that she can still wear that at her age is very impressive. I thought it was cute. No, she shouldn't have wore that because Mary came out to perform doing I'm going down and I thought she was going down because baby when I tell you them shoes must have been hurting her feet Mary, Mary had on new shoes all night see the secret to being on stage is you don't wear new shoes they need to look new but they need to be old because <laughs> you be comfortable mm -mm -mm. but I mean I think overall though uh, best part I would say of the show was actually Diddy's performance I think Diddy looked great the whole night with all his different outfit changes and um, his actual performance, and he did that tribute to Kim Porter. Oh, child almost cried. I thought it was beautiful. I thought that the, the tribute for I thought the tribute for uh, Puffy was nice. But baby, can we talk about Lil Kim? Can we talk about when no. Lil Kim cut cut that corner? Not talking about my girl. Nope. I'm not talking bad about her, but that thing wide. Ooh, she wide. <laughs> did you see them hips? I've seen her in person, and she's very built and still looks really great. Now, I know I did say that she did miss her cue, though. I saw that part, that she did miss her cue, but she looks great. I love Lil' Kim. Oh, I love Lil' Kim, but she was quite wild last night, and that outfit made that booty look like two saddlebags on the side. I'm like, why she got them? Why she carrying that water on the side of her hips? Why she was carrying that water? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I'm going to need you to stop. Now she is a wild little and they kept calling. And I love that some women like Jasmine Sullivan and Taraji started off. They spoke about the whole Roe versus Wade thing because you know they are women and they needed to speak up about it. I need more men to speak up about the whole Roe versus Wade and women's rights to their bodies, decisions for their bodies. I need more men to speak out publicly about that. I think it'll make a difference. I really do. Well, my was Janelle Monet sticking up the middle finger and saying screw the Supreme Court. That was a highlight. Did you see that part? I did. Okay. Yeah. She um loved loved it. Loved it to say the least. So another thing I want to say too about the BET Awards, I love the fact that they're really bringing mass attention to historically black colleges. I love that because it's it's really important to do, and I think especially in like the climate that we're in today, it's so important to for us to understand the type of power that we have. Because let me tell you, if all of these black athletes start pulling out of PWIs and going to like the Jackson States where Deion Sander is for athletics, them schools going to be no more. So speaking of speaking, speaking of professional athletes, let's give a prayer out for Brittany Griner. They gave her six more months before her next court date down there in, uh, in uh, Russia. They just announced it right before we came on live. She, so she was supposed to go to court Friday for a hearing, but they gave her another six months. 
So hopefully, and I, that's that's way too long. But hopefully that will be it because we don't want her to. She's facing ten years. We don't want her to get to ten years. Well, I did see um, an interview that was done um, where basically from the United States front, they are the hostage negotiators basically involved now on the effort, but on you know Putin's end, they're trying to make it seem like she's not a hostage. We're just treating her like a regular criminal, but um, that's not the situation. And remember, I said that when this story first broke. I remember people were like, oh, she shouldn't have done that. And they were coming after her. And I was like, this is way deeper than what it is. They're trying to use her for leverage on the United States. That's what this has always been about. I was one of those people because I was like, girl, why you didn't have those things? I was one of those people. But like, and I remember you broke it down and said she went over there to make money. See, here's the thing, United States. If you paid your female athletes fair compensation, what you pay your men athletes, then they wouldn't have to go over there half the damn year to make up for what they're not being paid. That's all I'm that. that none of this would have happened had we had fairity in this country. But there, there we go right there in this country. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. That is 100% true. So um, I didn't see that because I, I, the last thing I saw was that her court date was her trial was starting on Friday. So um, that's news to me that they're pushing it another six more months. They're really just trying to keep this girl in captivity. So. Um, and none of us know the situation that she's in, but when the other young man came from over there who they had for a couple of years, he talked about how awful the situations were over there, the, the conditions and how they treated him and all of that. And I hope they're not doing that to, to this woman. I hope they're not doing that to this woman. Well, there's been some people that have, and they have not been returned the same as when they left. So. Um, I hope that she's okay. I know that she was supposed to have a scheduled phone call with her wife for the two-year anniversary on that Saturday. And it didn't happen. Saturday. And it didn't happen because it was at the... The wife, said the, government, the wife said that the government dropped the ball. Yeah, so they're really um, messing with her and her wife, you know, and her entire family at this point. So um, I hope that uh, just, I, have to, I hope that she's okay for all being so like, I know you can't do, you know, wellness checks and things. I hope she's okay. So Lauren, it's the, the fear now is that women are just not going to be safe in this country because yesterday, the, because they've been having massive protests around the country of women just protesting about the Roe versus Wade. So the actress uh, Sweden, Jody Sweden, who played on uh, what was it called? Yeah, Full House. They the, the LAPD actually pushed her in the streets, physically pushed her down in the streets. Well, the thing is, she was actually trying to help people get off the freeway. That's actually what she was trying to do. And LAPD, you know, basically assaulted her. So. And she's a white woman. She wasn't, she's a white woman. They pushed her down the streets. With the overturning of Roe versus Wade, the white people are running amok at this point. Um, they are basically saying, thank you, Donald Trump. We can finally just be the bigots that we are. And um, I don't know if you guys saw the tweet um, from Senator John Cornyn out of the state of Texas, where, um, you know, Barack Obama put out a, you know, a heavy statement about, you know, the day when uh, Roe versus Lee was overturned last Friday. And John Cornyn's response was, now do Plessy versus Ferguson and the Brown versus Board of Education. So um, the white men are going crazy, to say the least. They really are. Yeah. And what was the what was the the, na the lady's name from Illinois who said who thanked Donald Trump at the rally on Saturday for saving white lives? Oh, that was Representative Mary Miller. And then today, I don't know if you saw, but Sarah Huckabee Sanders, former um, press secretary for the Trump administration, is the running funny for looking governor one. of Arkansas. Uh -huh. She's running for governor 
and she said that um, abortion should be banned and we should be protecting our babies just like as much as we protect children in classrooms. I don't know if you hmm. saw that. They don't protect children in a classroom. Well, I think that level of stupidity is just ignorance of it all. It's just uh, white women and white men right now are really just using this opportunity to say, thank you, Donald Trump. You know, we can finally just be like blatantly racist without consequence. And we can say all the things that we've been hiding for all these years. So here's the thing. If they want it, because because I love that you explain that to me, Lauren. But if they want more white women to have white babies with white men, then your white men got to become better athletes. Because I can put on a hockey jersey and, you know, it ain't but like two of us that play hockey. It's only two black folks don't even play rugby. Soccer, tennis, basketball. You see a jersey, they open their legs because they smell a contract. Y'all white athletes, y'all white male athletes better get better at your game. They can't get better at your game because your white male athletes want to become trans and swim against the women. I said it. I fucking said it. <laughs> yeah, um, this is all about you know preserving the white race. And I saw like uh, there was a big, robust conversation under, in your comment section uh, when you posted uh, that little of you from They Ready and you said... Uh, I forgot what the, but really deep, just back and forth in your comments about the premise of why, you know, Republicans really wanted to do this. So I think that, well, what I'll say is I encourage everybody to actually like do factual research and not opinionated research difference and actually understand the meaning behind or the real intention of why um, Republicans, especially like white racist Republicans wanted reverse the way to be overturned so badly so and stock up on your plan b's because they trying to get rid of a, a contraception now they trying to get rid of birth control and i also don't know too if you saw today but abortion for lethal fetal anomalies is now illegal in ohio in ohio because it went down immediately in like nine or ten states yesterday i mean when they passed it right i want abortion for lethal Fetal anomalies is now illegal. Like, please hear me what I'm saying. So that means that basically if you have a child and you run tests, because whenever you get pregnant, you know, you have tests that are run to make sure that there's no abnormalities. There's no, you know, there's a um, Down syndrome test. There's different tests that are run on these babies to make sure that they're okay. They're basically saying that at some, um, some point soon, it may look... Um, like they may end up telling women, you know, that you have to carry babies to term that might end up being stillborn against your will because of these, because of this new legislation that's um, coming into play. That's what it says, lethal fetal anomalies, meaning that the child is likely going to die throughout the pregnancy and you're still going to be forced to basically deliver stillborn. You know, what my fear is, Lauren, is so many women when they get pregnant and they go to their doctors and we trust our doctors without asking questions. So many women, so many people, period, don't ask questions. I'm, I ask questions about my body all the time to the doctors because if I don't feel like it's right, I'm still going to ask. But I'm so afraid that we'll get racist doctors and they'll tell black and brown women, oh, your child is mentally retarded or your child is going to be born with autism or Down syndrome to have them have abortions just so they won't procreate when the kid could be absolutely fine. I'm getting to a point where I don't want to trust nobody because you don't know who's racist. 
and Trump then released the roaches. They came out like when you turn on the kitchen light at night in the kitchen. Maybe they just out. And I'm I'm afraid of that. And don't think that it couldn't happen. A doctor say, Oh, your baby's like if you were pregnant alone and you have and you were fine and you might say you had a little complications like a double morning sickness or something. You went to the doctor just to see a regular checkup. And they say, oh, we think your baby's going to be born mentally challenged or whatever. It'll make you be like, well, I don't want to have that kind of baby and possibly have an abortion when all along the baby was just fine. You were just having an extra morning sickness. You see what I mean? I mean, I never, I never thought of that, but um, that's why it's also important to have medical professionals actually look like you. And I've, already, and I've said this several times. All of my doctors are black women period. All of my doctors are black women. They're all very respectable. They've all been referred to me because I have black women in my family that are doctors and I do checks and balances and I get, I'm very fortunate because everybody doesn't have the opportunity to do that. But that's also to why it's important, especially for us black women, considering when it comes to pregnancy, we have the highest mortality rate than any other race that we have to advocate for ourselves. That's why. But we can't, you, you, you can't, you, you may not have a doctor in your family, but you can still ask questions when it can, pertains to you and your body. And if you don't feel comfortable with what a doctor tells you, go to another doctor, go to another doctor, go to another doctor. Yeah. And like, and it's important for us black women, especially to have doctors that look like us. Like when I tell you everybody in my network, my OBGYN, my regular doctor, my dermatologist, everybody is black, black women I'm dealing with. Period. Well, here's the thing. Everybody that's black and skin folk ain't kin folk. If you don't believe me, Clarence Thomas, that nigga. <laughs> uh, did you see today that his wife is being subpoenaed for the January 6th committee hearing? She ain't going to do nothing but lie like the rest of them did. But they could try and do that, but they're going to get in trouble. Not happening around this? No. Do I think that this took way too long? 100%. But I'm curious to see um, what her testimony is because she was having a uh, communication with John Eastman. Ms. Through text messages. Yeah, they have the text message. But Lauren, even though they have the text messages from her phone, her name and everything, girl, they keep just pushing it up under the rug. They keep they keep bypassing like it's nothing. Like we don't see what's happening. Y'all show it to us and then act like, oh, I showed it to you, but forget you saw it. I'm not going to forget what you showed me. If I get off of Edible, I might forget for a minute, but then I'm going to remember eventually. <laughs> well, I'm going to say this too um, in relation to that because in some ways... Most, a lot of this is going to boil down to Joe Biden, and I think that his response this weekend to what's happened with the overturning of Roe versus Wade is his approval rating is going to go down even further, considering he has no of expanding the Supreme Court, and he basically has just accepted what has happened. He's doing nothing about it. Um, if it comes down to the fact of them actually charging and indicting Trump, uh, he better not pardon him or anybody in that orbit. That's all I'm going to say, because at this point, he he can't run for re-election. He can't. That is that is the only thing I am waiting on. I am waiting for them to slap some charges on Trump so we can be reassured that he will not be allowed to run or hold public office ever again. That's all I'm waiting on. Well, should and they dragging their feet on it. Either Joe Biden won't be able to either at this point. That's well, not willing to do anything not do anything about this treacherous, abominable overturning of Roe versus Wade, 
It's a rap for him. They were waiting on that too. And I spoke out about this when they first dropped this knowledge. I said, my trans sisters, we need to stand up. We need to stand with women on this because once they remove this one, it's going to be easy to remove gay marriage, marriage equality, uh, 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 interracial marriage shit segregation schools everything they just made it easy it, they just made it easy yeah honestly um i'm just uh i don't know where we go from here i really hope that no I, i'll say this i i've watched the news this morning too i'm hoping and and this may be wishful thinking that based on the supreme court doing this at this point and the republicans backing a lot of them are I'm, I hope that it entices people really to get out and vote and we almost have a reverse effect in for the 2024 elections that's what I'm really hoping because I see like Mike Pence is looking like he wants to make a run for uh, as a Republican nominee for president Ron DeSantis is doing the same thing but we're seeing a lot of there's a divide within the Republican Party right now and a lot of them are saying that it's not smart to speak on this issue because it can really be detrimental to your base when it comes yeah. to voting some and Chicago, shout out to Mayor Larry Lightfoot, because Mayor Lori Lightfoot, lesbian out of Chicago, the mayor, said F to um <laughs> to uh, Clarence Thomas today. She said F him because he has no he has no decision making on somebody on some woman's body. Clarence Thomas ain't been with black folks. Anita Hill told us back in the seventies, but y'all didn't want to listen to that woman. Um, yeah, I can't stand Clarence Thomas. I want to say something, but I can't say it publicly. Um, because he is uh, a judge on the highest court in the land. But um, I need him to go. That's all I'm going to say. He he needs to go at this point. Lauren, we just headed down the wrong road. And it, I, and I, it, as women, I'm seeing these women protest. And I'm afraid that they're going to start bombing these Planned Parenthood centers on where we can. Thank you to California and Illinois and so many other states that allow that to happen. But I'm afraid that the price gouging going to go up. The price of abortion going to be in excess of $5,000. And that's just for the procedure. They ain't talking about getting there, staying in a hotel room, uh, gas, because gas is hot in giraffe coochie. So it's just it's just going to be crazy. Uh, yeah. Stock up on your plan Bs or work on your pullout game. Or ladies, work on your push-out game. writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All the 
these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You want to bring some flame in? Flame and Lauren, how ironic is it that those same group of women who voted for Trump in the office now wanted all of us to help them fight the monsters they created? Oh yeah, because oh, yeah. the young, the young, they, they, they all went for him. Oh, he's the greatest. He's this and he's that. He slapped y'all in y'all face. All them suburban white women, and not all. And I will say it's not all of them because some of them are definitely pro-abortion. I mean, uh, anti-abortion rather. Um, but I feel like that suburban white women, them fifty-five percent that voted for Trump. Yeah, they probably feel a bit of a divide. Similar to all of those. No, I have not spoken with Angela Stanton King. I'm reading, I'm reading the post. I, I have not spoken with Angela King. If you want to speak with her, go in her inbox and speak to her. Hi, don't, hi First Lady. Hey, I'm hey, shit. I mean, hi, Jane. Hey, Girl, you know my man somewhere. Hey, 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 hey. All the little blue-eyed young uh, white women that had to do with their male counterparts told them to do, this is their fault. Action helped white women more than it ever helped a black woman. Woo! We getting deep today. All right, love it. Cause you know they love to use it as our crutch. Oh, I don't have affirmative action. You don't need it. You got white skin. But they used it a hell of more than black women. Cause black women have not been able to even climb up and be considered for the positions they're already holding. So now here we are, and now they're running around talking about the house is on fire. European descent women did this. And honestly, and, and that's, that's the point that has to be emphasized, because I think, uh, yeah, it was about 55% of white women voted for Donald Trump. So y'all are responsible for those three crazy Supreme Court justices that we have there mm-hmm. at this point, because y'all didn't want Hillary. And not to say that Hillary wasn't problematic, because we're we're going to be very transparent here. Hillary's right. problematic. 
but she was 100%, I'd rather deal with her than have to deal with Donald Trump. Then we would, and, and, and come on, Lauren, uh -huh. there's nobody that's going to hit on all our cylinders. We're exactly. always going to feel like, hey, hey, hey. But at least I really honestly feel, really feel like women's reproductive rights would have been protected. Oh, I don't think Roe versus Wade. If if um, Hillary would have actually gotten elected, because we all know Bernie really should have been the Democratic nominee. That's neither here nor there. Had Hillary been in office and had the opportunity to put three <coughs> actual Supreme Court justices there, right? We wouldn't be now. This was but right. the planning on the Republicans' part, like, right? People also think that oh, this just kind of happened, and it's like no, this has been a strategic plan. Because one thing about the Republican Party. They are on one accord and know what their mission is. Oh, yeah. They know. And they got a plan. But we, this is giving modern day uh, handmaid's tale for women. Yeah. I'm thankful that I live in California and I have the governor that I have. But what do you say? Because I think it's this is supposed to affect like north of 3 million women. Yes. 3 million. Yes. And so. it's going to be underserved brown and black sisters. It's gonna be us, not even, and it's not to take away from our, you know, other skin folks that are brown with us, but that's why I wanna put an emphasis on the fact that the pregnancy mortality rate is so much higher among women. Right. We're 43 out of 100,000. I think the next tier is like Latino. Latinos. Uh -huh. 17 out of 100,000. We're 43. Like, look at the difference in that percentage. It's, it's drastic. So if this is going to affect anybody, it's going to affect black women. Period. They so, they're, they're so afraid of that statistic that said in 2045 that uh, Latino people will be the dominant number in this country and they're going to lose their status because, you know, Latino, my joke is that Latino women have three, four babies a year. Ain't none of them twins because they don't mind. But that's what they're afraid of. That's why they're trying to stop this. They want more white women to have white babies. But <laughs> here's the problem. So many white women are not having... Uh, uh, Aryan babies. They having babies with everybody but white men. Right. And it's also white women that get the most abortions. Yeah. It ain't us. It's white yeah. abortions. So when they try to talk about yeah. oh, you need to protect, to protect your life. This is those racist white women, men that want your white women counterparts to have those babies that they've been aborting. Well, the babe out of uh, Illinois said a mouthful. This protects you know, white babies. Yeah. White life. Yeah. Yeah. That's white life. That's why uh, Representative, what was her name? Mary Miller said, thank you, Donald Trump, for protecting white life. Exactly. Exactly. Does. Exactly. You know, but we, you know, if women will hang themselves out there and border their rights, their own way of thinking for their male counterparts. So here we are. Here we are. I need more. I just say I need more men, more men in power to step up and speak out as an ally on behalf of women. I just need them to do that. You know, in their minds, I guess they thought that we wanted them to go with Hillary. Hillary was the best candidate and the most skilled at the time. Yeah. Well, we all would have preferred. Well, I don't know about everybody. I I would have preferred Bernie, but when it came yeah. down. Hillary and Donald Trump, I did vote right. for Hillary. Shoot, I voted for her. 
And, and Hillary would have won. And Hillary would have won because she won all the debates. But uh, that third debate when he was circling around her, she'd have turned around and said, "Nigga, if you don't get up off of me, we would have saw Hillary as human." I would have voted for her two more times. I got two right. more IDs. <laughs> and, and you know what? I don't. I think that's all I'm saying. Once we had picked our our our, our tickets. Then you have to just stay. It's simple as that. But everybody, the men wanted to vilify her for Bill's screwing around. You know, it's like, do you want her to answer for everything? You know what, Lauren and, Lauren and Jan, the same white women that voted him in are the same white women that kept Hillary out. But they're the same white women, the same white women that wish they had Hillary now, because, okay, yeah. like y'all said, white women having more abortions. Trump don't. He Trump has showed them. I don't give a damn about y'all. No, but that's why I'm saying too. My my hope or my wishful thinking is that based on these actions from the Republican Party and now the Supreme Court that those white women that might have had one way of thinking kind of do a 180 and realize that that wasn't what they should be doing. So when 2024 comes around, you actually vote correctly. That's right. what thing happens. And I know Flame, you love to talk about them Gen Z's, but let me tell you something, them Gen Z's come out and vote. Mm -hmm. They're the largest voting outside of the baby boomers. So, and a lot of them are very progressive. Mm -hmm. They want to be themselves, be free. They're not with the racism. I hope that they continue to turn out in droves and vote because they were one of the, I think they were the second biggest voting um, demo in mm -hmm. 20 election. Lauren, I, I'm, I'm not even worried about the people coming out to vote. I think more people will come out and vote. My fear is that they didn't change the, the voting laws in what, nine, 11 states? And he has appointed so many secretary of states who have uh, control the count of the vote because they blatantly tried to cheat in our face and couldn't get away with it that first time baby this next time they, 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 they like you said the them the republicans are playing chess the whole time and they play the long game we play the, the democrats get one little thing and then they celebrate you can't celebrate after one little victory you got to keep pushing and pushing and pushing but we stop and celebrate we can't stop and celebrate we got to keep pushing one fight make fight well, I will say, though, regarding like the secretaries of state, I don't think Trump Trump's not allowed to appoint those people. So I don't think any of the like the red states or the red states are going to stay that way. I don't have any hope for them. But some of those swing states have some of those people in there that actually have moral compasses like uh, Raffensperger, um, Georgia. So I, I do have some hope. I have some hope. I do. Because if I didn't, we I don't even know. Yeah. With Raffensperger and with so many other people that speak up against Trump that that even actually were Republican, I love that those those are the people we need to just say, you know what, we're tired of it. We're fed up with the hate and the racism and the murders and all that. Those are the ones that will be able to institute the change. The people who are unafraid, but because everybody seems to be afraid. It, it, I, we just have to fight, make everything an issue, and fight. Make them walk away from the day saying they have lost their minds and quit reacting. Let, let, let fight be your mantra. Quit responding and be proactive. I don't even care if we're like, well, you know what? We need to pick our battles. We used to. You got people over there that don't even mind being crazy. 
and and the fear jan is just what lauren said to me yesterday that they have become so emboldened that it's right in your face now there is no walking around you to be rude or there's no behind your back being rude it is to your face right you're right because the silent majority that he is or that he says is his his platform or his base that he reaches to he knows these people uh that's the only thing they got to steam them you know what i mean that's the only thing that keeps them motivated is talking about black folk Ooh, it's just it's just terrible it's terrible it's terrifying and uh, we can't stop we can't get complacent we like you mm -hmm. said Jen, we got to keep fighting i'm tired of fighting but we got to yeah. keep fighting you know um same bathrooms i can sit down I, i'm okay with that I, I that's not gonna be my fight but if we say that we're fighting them on every doggone step of the way that's going to affect us then we need to start fighting locally and send that message straight on up. Yeah, Pence is going to run, Lauren. He ain't saying shit in a hundred damn days. Now I was speaking out of it. Yeah. Yeah. But to your point, though, T.G. Jan, about voting locally, it's, it's more important than ever because you have the Sarah Huckabee Sanders who's running for governor. Right. Your governors in your state at this point have become so much more important than before. Especially yes. since they're regulating everything pretty much that's happening in your state, especially with abortion rights. So it, it is your governors who appoint the secretaries of state who mm -hmm. end up actually counting votes. Your governors have become those. Those are like the presidential elections at this point for your governors in your respective states. You need to go vote locally. I just voted for Gavin Newsom again and will continue to vote for that man. I know you will. I know you will. Me too. I voted. I voted for him because I voted for him because he's good looking. I did too. <laughs> I become a, a nominee for the presidential candidacy. That's what I would really love to see. Because let me tell you, he'd win. He really. But would. I think Lauren, he knows that his where he's really, really needed is in California. You right? Is in California. You're right. He is because uh, yeah. Some of some of the counties here in uh, California becoming a little red. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. 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 It, it, to me, to me, somebody put the same thing up. It's a lot of distraction. A lot of this is distraction, but we won't know what that distraction is, is doing until November, when the primaries get ready to come out. They, I mean, when the when the votes happen in November, this is a setup for something bigger. This is a setup for something way bigger than we even know. And y'all know I'm a conspiracy theorist, but today I am one for real, for sure. Something you, bigger is brewing. And us just fighting. Yeah, it, we, we know it's a distraction, but then we you can get nothing done by sitting there saying this is a distraction. Yeah. You know, they're trying to wreck our history by removing books. Yeah, it's a distraction. But if you teach in history in your home, making your children, your nieces and nephews be responsible for telling you their history. So you can have an open line of dialogue. That's how you plant that seed and you cultivate it.
age. But everybody want to be a damn ball player. And then we shock when we get these, you know, tapioca children. These white women ain't crazy. <laughs> that part. You know, um, now that's a distraction because they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. If we've gotten that history out there, if we made them be proud, and it's something that I love about everybody I meet from a HBU, they are just as stand up in their culture and polished. You know, I met a young lady at the mall, and I said, tell me what HBU you graduated from. She said, you're not just saying that because I got on a shirt. And I said, no, the way you looking at people in their eyes, the way your presentation is. And it's funny because, you know, Flame loves to make fun of me because I say that I graduated from Spelman. But there's, there's just something that you can't explain about going to an HBCU because... Mm -hmm. I went to, you know, all of the schools that I went to. I went to, to two schools. I went to the same preschool, to elementary school, high school, college. I've been to all of three schools my entire life. Mm -hmm. It was very diverse. And you get the watered-down, westernized, European version of history. Mm -hmm. Until I went to Spelman and learned the history of my people and African diaspora. African diaspora of the world is required. You have to take it. You have to learn about your history. It does give you a certain sense of pride. Mm -hmm. I know where I come from, or I know where my ancestors did. I know we as a people, what we had to do to survive. Our due diligence, our perseverance, it's just something special about it. And you get to do it while being around people who look right. like you. And you actually can relate to right. it. If diversity is fine, we live in a diverse world, but I'm okay with my own being together. If yeah, Anglo-Saxons are okay with being together, then I'm just as proud about my folks being together. Thank you. And you get a different sense of pride. That's why we walk different. That's why we're built different. Because we got a different type of education that is still Ivy League. Let's talk about it because a lot yes. of Parents are realizing that you can go to an HBCU and get an Ivy League education. You better price. You definitely can. You better know it. You know, so, you know, I'm not, and I'm not here to bash anymore. Diddy is not one of my favorite people. But when he said he getting ready to drop a million, <laughs> and wait a minute, I'm going to drop another million. He did Howard and to Jackson State. Yeah. Yes. And, and and if this tends to run long, bill me for the adversements because we gotta stay real. You know what? If 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 he just changed or tweaked his person the week before, that's okay with me. Because <laughs> that's what I need to hear. Yeah. Where I think also too, despite all of the craziness and mm -hmm. all blasphemy that's been going on it it does feel like black folks in general we're starting to realize the type of power that we actually have sure. and when we get opportunities to put it on display like last night awards, that's why i said it was very different than past award shows mm -hmm. and i did enjoy it i did it was very different but we're starting to realize our actual power so when we start to exercise that mm -hmm. we can actually enact something here so yeah. it's those yeah. little things that happen that kind of give me some hope so I'm, cause you know, I'm, I'm tired all the time. 
I really yeah. am. It's tiring. Yeah. It, it is exhausting. Yes. It is exhausting. But diversity, hell, when you got in your car and went to the office, you came and it was diverse. When you go to the grocery store, it's diverse. It's not up to me to diversify myself. It's up to them to say other people are okay besides me having blonde hair and blue eyes. So, you know, don't don't put the, sh the weight of the world on my shoulders. Yeah. You know, so uh, you you know that diversity is out there. They borrowed everything from your community. So oh, we just stand up and be proud. Stole. Stole is the right. Yes. Word. Yes. Yes. You know, exactly. So when I when I hear people saying, but I like diversity. OK, well, be diverse then. Yeah. Anybody asking you to put on shades and go to the grocery store or, or you know, be in a saved and sanctified church, that, those are choices for yourself. But when it comes mm -hmm. down to what you're standing up for, that's going to be passed on and on and on, you better act like you as proud as you should be. I love that that's they talk, the message that they pushed on the BET Awards last night, too, was telling people to vote. I'm, I was glad of that because that's what we're yeah. really going to have to do. You have to vote. I'm telling you. And uh, uh, back to voting, because Herschel Walker put re released a statement to Stacey Abrams last week and told her it's 52 other states. Catch that. It's 52 other states that you can live in. Okay, stop at 52. Okay. <laughs> he said it was 52 other states that you can live in. I want to say, nigga, you got illegitimate kids in 51 of them. Knock it off. Shit. <laughs> They coming out the woodworks. He got kids everywhere, and he running and for an he, office. Nigga, knock it and off. He, he was still clueless. He's uh, a Clarence Thomas, though. That's yeah. Right. He's another Clarence Thomas. He really is. He was still clueless. He might be dominant Clarence Thomas because at least Clarence know it ain't no 52 states. You know, he still hadn't caught on yet, him and his little his son. But I tell you, uh, Stacy has no no shame. I don't even know where she charges her battery up because she's gonna be on that uh, the HBU reality show where uh, they're visiting uh, the universities. And she walked in the house. They gave us a sneak preview or a plugger trainer uh, trailer if you want to last evening. And yeah, college here, college here, yeah. celebrity. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? You didn't came. You didn't slid into another black form to walk in like somebody owe you something. You know, yellow one out with Shalimar. Who cares? You know the texture of your hair and your coat. You know, I just, it, it makes, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, it just popped up on, because um, MSNBC is on in the background right now. It says the likelihood the Supreme Court will limit same-sex marriage is 50%, 57% likely, and also mm -hmm. contraception is 55% likely. So it's coming. Oh, yeah. oh and, and, and Lauren, when we talked about it a couple of months ago, I'm laughing, and I see it. I wish that my trans sisters, my LGBT community, would have stood strong in solidarity with women because if they lower the boom on women and tell them what rights they can't have, they're going to really destroy yeah. trans people because women yes. grow breasts and women secrete milk and women are, but the girls who, like myself, who need makeup and hair and breast implants and hormone therapy, they're going to take all that away from us. If we, and I said on that ready three years ago, we fight over the wrong thing. This is important. We should have stood with 
with women. I've always spoke up against women, but we should have been out there marching and protest. I don't even know what damage or difference it would have made, but it would have showed good faith to the women because as a trans person who rely on hormones and, and breast implants and makeup and wigs and dresses, um, when, they, when they lower the boom on us, on us, I'm going to need women to stand with me because I'm like, right. I know this is who I am. This is my profession. This is my job. Yes. But yes. they're not going to because we didn't stand with them. And that messes with people's pocketbooks. So now you're going to look at, Clarence said, writing errors of the past. The people that are in unions share insurance. Mm. What the hell? It's scary. It yeah, interests me to my core. I believe interracial marriage is coming, but I think what they're going to do is if you're already married, they might not dissolve it. That's that's black and white or either gay. So everybody might try to rush and start getting married now and rush and rush and rush. But I don't think they're going to dissolve it if, you are, if it's already done. But by the time the law passes, they're not going to let you go any further. And you see, they stopped in, in abortions in some states. That it went into effect immediately. It wasn't no, yeah. it's three months or six. It happened as soon as they passed the law. It happened immediately. They're going to do that for marriage equality and gay marriage. And plus, remember that Obama touched that. They want to remove anything that Obama touched. Oh yeah. Well, they couldn't remove Obamacare, even though they tried. They couldn't do they it. They sure, they sure tried. Oh, but then, Lauren, when you look at the numbers, more Anglo-Saxons. Thank you. The trailer. Obamacare the most. So I guess yeah. I'm gonna have to go get my I'm gonna have to go get my coochie while I still got my Obamacare because I after that I ain't gonna be able to get it. <laughs> we ain't doing that. Not right. I implore everybody if y'all ain't watched Handmaid's Tale on Hulu, please go watch it. It'll yeah. it it gives you a prelude to what America is literally gonna be like. It really yeah. Does. Okay. It comes and season I think it's like season five comes back September 14th. So I will be watching. It's an, it's like perfect timing. Two months, less than two months. Scary, 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 scary times that we're living okay. in in America. Jan, thank you for joining us for laughing. Right, always, you. always informative, always on the money, Jan. We appreciate you over here as a flame right. and as a shit talker. We like you for that. <laughs> Join Jan every Thursday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, ladies and gentlemen, for conversations with TT Jan because she give it to you right. Lauren Hogan, what we got coming up? Where you at? What you doing? What, 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 what? Child, what am I not doing? I'm busy as hell all the time. Um, you got stuff coming up too. Should talk about you. The people want to know where you gonna be, not me. So July second, which is next Saturday, this Saturday coming, I will be in Chicago at the Rosemont with Ti and, and used to be Fat Joe because he ain't fat anymore. Used to be Fat Joe and um. Tommy Davidson and Tony Roberts, and ooh, I'm gonna have to make an announcement about my birthday week, y'all. Ooh, well, that's your mic. Okay, okay. What did we talk about? Uh, yes, we surely said it. Uh, yeah. And what else we got? Oh, August 17th, Columbus, Ohio. August 26th through 28th, I'll be in Pleasanton, California at Tommy T's. I got some other stuff coming up too, but I don't remember the dates. Lauren, though, one day she'll post it to me. Booked. We're booked and busy for sure. So that's definitely a good thing. So flame's coming, y'all, because I know y'all are pressed to see her in the city near you. So, and we had a magnificent phone call last week. I can't tell y'all from who, but we had a magnificent phone call last week, and it's going to be wonderful. It's coming. I, I said I'm not going to say anything. I'm gonna, I've been good, Lauren. I ain't got... All right. I want to slap you through the camera. Oh! <laughs> abuse, she's abusing me. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm Karen. My name is Karen, and she attacked me. 
Well, we got to close out by saying what we always say. Here at Laugh and Learn, we have a saying. We're never trying to get anybody to change your mind. We're simply trying to get you to use your mind. Why? Because it's a very critical time, ladies and gentlemen. I really need you guys, and I know I joke about it all the time, but I really need you guys to, to pay attention to research and to understand that we are living in a very scary and dangerous time. So use your mind wisely. Make conscious decisions that will affect your future and your children's future because they have shown us in so many ways that we are just nothing to them. We don't mean anything. We got to mean something to ourselves. So fight, push, argue, disagree, be disgruntled, but keep keep pushing forward. Keep pushing forward. Ask questions, please. Mm. Well, on that note, love you always, Flamettes. Thank you, Flamettes. Thank you, Lauren Hogan. Thank you, Kendall. We will see you guys in two weeks because next week is the 4th of July. So we'll probably do an all Riverside audio next week, one day during the week, but it won't be on Monday because Monday is a holiday. Enjoy your holiday. Enjoy your week. Be safe. In the words of TTJ, keep your head on a swivel. Times are very scary. And women, I, let me apologize for the horrific men who have made decisions and that stupid-ass woman, Coney Barrett, who have made decisions to put y'all in a box. I don't like that. But I, I, I'm standing with you ladies. I stand with my sisters in solidarity. I can't have an abortion, but I surely pay for a couple. Okay, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. <laughs> All Laugh and Learn. Thank you. Bye. Don't miss an episode of Laugh and Learn. Listen and subscribe on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Laugh and Learn Podcast is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Our executive producer is Tiffany Haddish. Our theme music is by the one and only Chrissy Payne. Thank you, guys. This is Flame and Row. Don't forget to laugh, listen, and learn. Got my Prevna 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. 
Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.